You ready? I, for one, am ready. Hi, Nick. Hi, Caleb. How's it going? Oh, so good. How are you, bud? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. I've been watching a lot of movies lately. Oh, I watched a lot of movies, too. Yeah. What uh, what movies have you watched? I had a sick day uh, a few days ago, and I watched no fewer than The Good Burger Movie, and then Dirty Grandpa Unrated. <laughs> no. Which I regret uh, substantially, <laughs> and please don't watch that movie, but something very strange happened, which was that in Good Burger, they escaped from the uh, mental health institution where they've been wrongly incarcerated by uh, making the guards dance. Is this too much information? I can't believe that happens in that movie. Mm, so they go to that, and then they escape, and they, get, they steal an ice cream truck, and they throw ice cream into the windshield of their pursuers to uh, make them crash their uh, UPS truck. Now, in the film Dirty Grandpa Unrated, made fully like 20 years later, do they steal an ice cream truck and throw ice cream at their pursuers in a high-speed chase? Yes, they do. So somehow I watched the two movies in a row where that has ever happened, and it was infuriating. <laughs> I could not believe what was happening. I can't believe you found one of the comedy classics of all time, yeah. and you watched one of the, the worst movies of the last year. One of the comedy travesties of all time. And and you found a connection between There's them. There's a common thread, uh, which, yeah. And uh, then I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014, and then I watched... Uh, X-Men First Class. How was that and, one? Uh, How was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I liked it just fine. I mean, yeah. there's some garbage stuff in it, and uh, it's definitely a dumb action movie, but I liked, uh, uh, you know, the turtles were very weird looking, and I uh, <laughs> enjoyed their moves. I liked it when they skateboarded through the sewer, and I liked it when they drove a tractor trailer down a snowy avalanche. Is this podcast about Sonic? I also like <laughs> X-Men First Class, since you asked, um, and I did enjoy that, except for, um, obviously, the garbage parts where... Uh, the the black character who was uh, had the ability to withstand anything and adapt to any environment was immediately killed first by uh, an uh, energy by Sebastian Shaw, which is like he turned into metal. He shouldn't have died. There was no reason for him to explode, and that's stupid. There are a lot of theories that maybe he's still alive, but they are not going to come to fruition because they have not already, so they're probably not going to. I don't understand how he could survive, and I don't uh, respect uh, the implication that I need to theorize about something that should have been obvious in the movie. <laughs> well, the and I also didn't i yeah so. the theory being that it, that it could have been a cool twist that he did his his power did work but okay. he like tardigraded or something for a minute and Ooh, like tardigrade i love thank you <laughs> you know he yes, turned into a drop, bunch of yeah just drop a little water bear he I just love turned that. into a bunch of water bears and that he's in space or he's on the moon now or something i would love that yeah but I, that you know but the movie was pretty cool but there's already mm-hmm. been at least one sequel one or two maybe two sequels two sequels i'm gonna watch the days of future past and um and i've been told maybe i shouldn't watch apocalypse but um, oh yes apocalypse was the third one that's why i forgot it (laughs) right yeah i heard that one was not so good but i did i did like how at the end um magneto got his anti-kiss helmet and it has all the spikes on the front and so he and charles xavier can't kiss anymore because he's like no i've got this helmet to keep you out no more kissing charles (laughs) no more kissing i've got my spikes on my nose and my and my cheeks your kisses always put you in my head so no (laughs) Make sure you'll never be in my head again. I can't get you out of my head, Charles Xavier, except now I will. (laughs) Boy, your telepathy is all I think about. um, Should we start over? No. I've been watching... uh, Oh, yeah, movies did you watch? (laughs) Now that it's my turn to talk, I guess. Thank you. Uh, I watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, I watched that the other day, too. Yeah. Uh, what a fun movie. I love that series. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Honey, I bl- blew up. What is it? Honey, I blew up. The honey, I blew up a wife. I, no, honey, honey I, I blew up the kids. Honey, I blew up the kid. The, kid. the baby gets big. Shrunk the honey, kids. Honey, we shrunk ourselves. Honey, we shrunk ourselves. And mm-hmm. then my favorite one yeah. of those is Honey, I Bigged the Cat. <laughs>
one does that one. I'm doing my worst possible laugh because I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite one. It's when Rick Moranis uh, accidentally turns their cat into a fishing monster that's desperate to find Froggy. What a good movie that is. I love it. And I love it how they're friends with the ant and you think the ant died in the first movie, but then it gets bigged too. And then, um, and they they all hang out. Well, the, yeah, the, the well, the ant gets eaten by Froggy at the end. It's very sad. That is very sad. But I like to hang. I, it's sad because it's like you already got me to cry by killing an ant once in one movie. Why did you have to make me cry over the same ant dying again <laughs> in another movie, except bigger? And this thing, it was so morally complicated because it got eaten by something we tried so hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, hey, everybody. This is a podcast uh, allegedly about <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, but also pop culture interrogation in general. And uh, yeah, I'm Caleb. And I'm Nick. And you're to show. show. Uh, yes, we talk about Sonic the Hedgehog today. We're specifically talking about Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom. I think I have to do that now. Sonic Boom. boom. Uh, and we watched two episodes of it. We watched the entirety of what is technically episode four. Four, three, three, episode three. Uh, there's the it's yeah the one about um interior decorating and the one about uh being a lady at a ball. The one in which Amy tries to change everyone's lives, or mm. actually, mm, here's a better way to put it. Yeah, the one in which everybody tries to use Amy's talents when it's convenient for them, and yes. then discards her when she's no longer wow. needed. Wow, two major threads: uh, exploiting Amy's femininity except when it's not useful anymore, and then uh, letters. <laughs> Yeah, lots of letters. Lots of letters. There's a there's a lot of the big emphasis on the postal service and um you got a lot of uh modern politics in this episode. You got faking an election by stuffing the ballots mm-hmm. and you got um changing the curtains in your evil lair. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic boom! <laughs> the lighting was really great in his evil lair, though. It was great. Yeah. Um, do you yeah. want to? Do, do we? Do we need to do? You want to do a quick recap? Sure. Part okay. One? Yeah. I'm gonna see if I can do this really, really fast. So fast. Lightning round. Here we if go. I can actually like, like just like boom, Sonic boom, 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 boom. Okay. So the first episode is called "My Fair Stixie." In this, Stix gets an invitation saying that she's going to win an awardee award. It's never quite clear what the awardee award is actually for. In order to get the awardee award, Stix is going to have to go to a banquet with four of her closest friends. But she's nervous that if she goes there as a feral badger, which is what she says she is. Yeah, she admits to that. Uh, (laughs) Can you believe that she says that out loud? Um, She's a feral badger, and so she's scared that she's going to embarrass herself while she's there. Uh, In response, she asks Amy, or Amy offers Mm -hmm. to help her learn to be a lady, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, which is where the title came from. Yeah. It doesn't go very well, and yet, despite the fact that she has learned nothing, Sonic declares she's ready. Yeah. They go to the party. Uh, there, Eggman shows up as well because he has stuffed a ballot to make him also a nominee for the awardee award. None of them win it. Eggman, upset that he didn't win this award that didn't have a reason and that he wasn't nominated for in the right, first place. Right, it's just for, for, for award-winning behavior. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Eggman, upset that he didn't win it, decides he's going to disrupt the party by attacking. And the and at that time, Stixie realizes, oh, uh, my abilities are actually better suited to stopping evil if I am not acting like a lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, and then they we, throw Amy in the garbage. With a lot of strong uh, uh, gender talk and uh, about what a lady does and doesn't do. And then in the end, you just rip off your clothes and uh, and blow up some some robot hornets. <laughs> and that's tr- truly what being a woman is all about. And it's basically the flimmy, the flimsiest execution of this plotline maybe I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, there have been a lot of lot of Pygmalions yeah. throughout history. <laughs> a lot of Pygmaliesques. Pygma- Pygmaliesques. Pygmaliesques. 
it's it's where if you don't successfully become a lady, you uh, have to start all the way over from the beginning with a new character. It's exactly right. And you 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 do uh, keep a few stats and and some of the treasure that you've acquired, but you yeah you do have to start your whole a life rogue alien. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, I love, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, good thing it, it was already done and done badly. Yeah. Um, and so the second one, I already don't remember the title of. I, it was called um, Lair, 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 A Layer to uh, Remember, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was MTV's called layers Mission Layer Possible. Mission, yeah, some, I, I forgot. It was called The Lair Me featuring Brendan Fraser. The, wow. It was called the, Return of the Lair Me. It was called uh, No Longer Featuring Brendan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> um the artist formerly known as Lair. Um my neighbor Lair de <laughs> <laughs> Spirited Lairway. <laughs> this is about Dr. Eggman mm-hmm. getting a letter that his his it got a Lairder that his Lair was going to be featured in Modern Lairs the magazine. So this time he was genuinely nominated for something. Apparently, and apparently a real thing, and apparently like super villainy is normalized to a point in this universe where there's just a maggot, like a monthly publication about whose Lair is eviler. Did you hear yourself say maggot in there? What? You, in the middle of that sentence, you said the word maggot. Did I? You said there's just a maggot like a magazine or publication. Mm, if I did say that, I don't think I did. <laughs> Straight up said maggot i think it might have been maga but it was close enough to maggot that that's what it sounded like i i i i cannot qualify that i'm 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 sure the record will will reflect that roll the tape normalized to a point in this universe where there's just a maggot like just a maggot like just a maggot like I tried to say magazine, and then I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. And instead you said maggot. I said maggot. Well, hey, you know what? Hey. <laughs> um, so. You win some. I lose most of them. And that's just how we, that's how we roll. Um, so. I'm happy to be the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> so they, he gets nominated for this evil award with this magazine. Nominated to potentially be on it, but someone has to come and inspect a happy home style, like yes. uh, the Animal Crossing series. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Little Animal comes and determines whether or not his evil lair is good enough. The guy's like, this lair's kind of boring, and it's sort of old school in a way that's not ironic, so therefore not cool. <laughs> yeah. Which actually, it was interesting. Drawing into focus the design on Eggman's lair actually really did bring out that it was really dull. Yes. Like, not even dull in an interesting way, and it, it was just like... Very bare bones. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of uh, like, burnished steel uh-huh. and, like, one Bunsen burner. And that's, like, the extent of his apparent equipment. We Which, did see some kind of, like, weird eyeball laser-looking thing in the back. I was like, well, you should bring that out. Like, put that in the... <laughs> don't have that in the closet. Put that in the middle of the floor. But other than that, there's, like... There was a roller coaster, but that was also concealed by a door. Yeah, we didn't get uh, to see it. We didn't see that. Just a lot of lovely Foley work uh, as as the Orbotans and, and Cubot tried to fix it and just went bang, 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 bang. Yeah, Eggman has a lot of dogs and cats. Yeah. The guy comes, decides that he's too boring and says that he's not going to do it. Eggman begs, please give me another chance. And he says he'll come back in a week. Eggman, needing his house to look nice, decides he's going to ask Amy to design his lair for him. Right. We've just, and we're we're treated to Amy uh, trying to plan a a picnic party for Sonic and company. Um, And uh, uh, just being basically underappreciated for her her, uh, artistic flair. Yeah, and, especially coming off of the last episode where yep. she tried so hard, it's like 
it's almost exhausting that they doubled down on it. I get that they were trying to do a theme, but it just made it look like the show is being, again, kind of mean to Amy. It's very mean to Amy. She's uh, she, she's needed, like, she's needed to fix sticks. Like, it's mean to sticks. It's mean to everybody. This show is mean to everyone involved. Like, yeah. this show has no respect for any of its characters. Sonic is represented as being, like, completely lazy every opportunity. Mm-hmm. Somebody said something to him at one point, and then he just did this, like, tiny little smile that was, like, the laziest possible response. He's asleep half the time we see him. He's just like, ugh, I just don't want to do it. Knuckles is an idiot. He was really funny in this episode, but, like, they're all just treated like garbage. Sonic, Sonic though, is, like, the freaking masculine dream Oof. this like this uh, like oh i'm inherently important for some reason uh-huh. which allows me to just lounge around and do nothing all uh-huh. the time yep. and, and so this like and that is not t- that's not sonic that's not sonic like even even uh based on what we know from other games it's like sonic is about activity engagement yeah and the like masculine ideal of aloofness uh, al- aloofment Aloofness, aloofment, aloofment, yeah. <laughs> and separatness, and uh, and just like just just barely rolling your eyes anytime you're asked to do anything, and of and, not having to do anything, but everyone will still surround you and look to you as a leader. Yeah, and like, then this dream of like, you know what? I don't need to do anything, but when I do, it's gonna be amazing. And like he he's when he's finally brought out of his torpor, that he is like. And he just saves the day because, of course, it's super easy. Why did anybody even ask for any help? Yeah. And Sonic doesn't even, like, Sonic isn't a leader. He is a weapon in the other stuff we've seen in some ways. And and maybe that's not the case in some of the video games because he is kind of of his own accord, like, deciding to go and fight Eggman. But in Sonic Underground, at least, he's very explicitly, like, a tool for the rebellion. Well, in the games, he doesn't do anything I don't tell him to do. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the boss of Sonic. (laughs) (laughs) You're the Uncle Chuck now. Ooh. There's a new Chuck now. There's a new Chuck in town. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, he, so she helps him and And, succeeds again. And I want to apologize because we were just talking about Amy and I recentered the conversation to be about (laughs) Sonic. Like, (laughs) I did it. I just, okay, sorry. Yes. uh, (laughs) Yes. And so the, she goes and helps Eggman because she realizes that her friends don't value her in the same way yeah. that Eggman is purporting to in a way yep. that's very problematic and frustrating, but is, is kind of an interesting. He uh, says like, well, don't assume I'm going to destroy you just because I'm always trying to destroy you, <laughs> which is like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you do every time. Like, yeah. It's a, it's actually kind of some, uh, like abuse tactics. Yep. It's like, I'm the only person that actually right. cares about you. D- uh, disregard the fact that I am literally trying to destroy you right now. I'm telling you, I need you. Yeah. Preying on her good nature is saying like, maybe this time I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Versus, uh, even though you have the evidence in front of you of a bunch of times I haven't been. Mm-hmm. But she does. She goes and helps him, and she does a great job. Uh, the guy comes back. He looks around, and he's like, oh, awesome. Great. I'm going to have a photographer come back tomorrow. I yeah. love this place. You only have to do one thing, and that's fix up the front room. Yeah. Which, I would like to point out, was fixed up until Eggman destroyed a pillow that she put there. True. So she had even potentially had the perfect design mm-hmm. until... Uh, he, actu- couldn't, he couldn't leave it alone. Yep. So... Uh, Eggman also in this moment reveals that he is perfectly willing to take the credit for the work that Amy has done Mm -hmm. uh, and is not going to put her name in the magazine or whatever. And so Amy gets frustrated. He traps Amy. The rest of the group finally decides, oh, I guess we'll go check on her since it's been a whole week. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> I wonder where our friend that we hang out with every day is mm-hmm. and how she's doing. Mm-hmm. Amy even says, she was like, I was wondering when you guys would finally realize you missed me. Yeah. They break down the door, they give Amy back her hammer, and they uh, break her out, destroying the place in the process and ruining Eggman's opportunity to be in the magazine. Yes. Um, obviously, he deserved this because he trapped Amy. Yep. Uh, but Amy even says... Uh, you know, I was kind of excited about the possibility of having my designs, this thing that I'm good at, yeah. uh, go somewhere, be yep. put in this magazine and have my talents be visible. Mm-hmm. And Sonic says, oh, I'll help you make your talents visible, and then immediately makes a joke about it yeah. by saying, oh, I can give you something to do that people might pay attention to. You can fix up our hut, except you're actually not allowed to change anything. <laughs> yeah, don't change this or this or that. Which is a perfect mirror. That's the end of the episode, yep. so we can wrap that up. Which is a perfect mirror to what we were talking about with Tails. We have now seen uh, Sonic do this to two people. Whoa. And, and I would even posit we saw it happen with Sticks too. Mm-hmm. Because we were given an ability for Sticks to... Uh, it's not an improvement that they ultimately wanted us to believe in. Quote, yeah. unquote, improve. That Sonic decided that he was not going to allow the rest of the group to commit to her learning all the way. Right. Like in the amount of time they were working on her getting better as after she had clearly failed several times, Sonic says, I think she's ready. And so they go, uh, yeah, good point. Setting her up for failure. I mean, technically they might've been out of time or whatever, but yeah, his, his response is just going, eh, whatever. Yeah. So she's set up for failure. Yep. Uh, Amy has the opportunity to have her, uh, designs be put up somewhere and it gets ruined. Like, and then we have Tails, who's made this uh, this universal translator, universal robot. translator that they get rid of, even though it's an incredible yes. invention yeah. that could change the face of the planet wow. if their planet's anything like ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are seeing Sonic systematically dismantle his friend's opportunities for progress. Yipes! It's, uh, it's like the 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 intro sequence where they're all shown with their like five shining lights behind them, and all their weapons are ready, and then the logo falls on them, and they're all just like cast aside. It's like at the end of every, they like yeah. rise up, and then they are scattered to the four corners of the earth yeah. by the premise of the show. There are a couple of things, and okay, usually. What we try to do, yeah. and what I'm what I'm okay with us still being a thing that we try to do in okay. general, is try to take something as it is and, and, and analyze it that way. Okay. We've done that. I want to play a little game, <laughs> right. a little segment called uh, Let's Fix Sonic Boom. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe we'll come up with a catchier yeah. title. What is, uh, let's put Sonic Boom back together. Let's unboom this mess. Uh, let's... Mwubkinos. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to our new segment, Mubkinos. <laughs> <laughs> so l- we can right, go back and we forth. Do this? We yeah. can pick little things. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, the most recent episode we watched, the, the yeah. Eggman episode. I expect you to be better at this than me, so pl- let's go ahead. <laughs> Here, here's a fun ending to this episode yes. that uh, could have accomplished what they wanted it to do and still actually succeeded at okay. making a point about their characters. Yeah. So we go through... Even if we leave the episode the way it is, all the way up to the point where Amy gets captured after realizing that Eggman does not want her to get credit. Uh Uh-huh. They get in a huge fight. They start to break her free. They destroy the whole place, and it's a huge mess. Yeah. (gasps) Eggman's upset. Amy's also upset. Like, oh, man, like, this sucks. I... I hate Eggman. I'm annoyed that I was trapped, yes. but I'm free now, and I do still want to be on the magazine. Yes. Everybody works together to clean up the place, make <sighs> it look good. The people come, the photography happens, and they both get put on the on the magazine, giving us a chance to justify a little bit of friendship being born with Eggman. Yep. Everybody realizing that Amy deserves some spotlight, too. Uh-huh. And Amy getting to fulfill her dream and wish. Right. And uh, everybody else apologizing to her by pitching in to help her achieve her dream. Yes. Rather than giving her something meaningless to do that benefits them. Because what actually wow. happened in that episode is they apologized by not apologizing. Yep. Sonic says, 
hey, it's tough for me to say apologies. Uh, like, it, like it's, he, he, he says, he, like, you. it's tough for me to say this, but you know. And she's like, yeah, I know, which is completely awful. You yeah. don't train kids, especially when you're showing them this, like, frustrating yeah. masculine ideal. You don't, wow. you don't, like, tell them it's, it's okay, okay for other people to make justifications for the fact that you won't come out and say that you're and, thankful for someone being and, around. And to be inarticulate in your apologies. Like, that was something Sonic Underground did so well. Yes. Like, they immediately apologized to each other very clearly. They stated what had gone wrong and what they were going to do to fix it, and then they did. Like, very good. Yeah. Sonic Underground is about building relationships. Sonic Boom, so far, has been about maintaining an obnoxious status quo. Yeah. Yipes. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, very good. Good solution. My Fair 60, I brought this one up during yep. uh, the battle, and I've talked about this a little bit before. I honestly believe that all stories are better if everyone involved is generally doing their best. You yeah. can even portray somebody as being kind of bumbling and incompetent yep. as long as you show that they are like trying in a genuine way and they're given the opportunity to succeed. Yep. Uh, in My Fair 60, Eggman has a ballot bot that ha- is kind of a one-off joke at first uh-huh. uh, where Eggman says like, oh, I have lots of friends that voted for me. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, finally, I use for this ballot bot that I don't... <laughs> And then he whips the ballot bot out again later yep. and says, like, ballot bot, stuff their ballots. Yeah. Uh, and then the ballot bot starts spraying letters ineffectively. Right. Like, as though they were trying to shoot people with the ballots rather than affect the vote right. anymore. Right. Disregarding the fact that later on it also has lasers and exactly. weapons that he doesn't use in that moment. Yeah. Uh, something as simple as having those letters suddenly work as a weapon. Like have the letters start flying out but they're on fire or like shoot the letters in a serious way where they are like pushing people sure or if you want to go the joke route shoot letters out that like somebody opens it up and inside it's like Eggman's really awesome and that person who reads it is like you know actually maybe I'm on Eggman's side right exactly yeah. <laughs> like use the materials that the sh- like the episode's about rather than Making it about lasers and, like, robot hornets again. Exactly. It keeps coming back to those ladybugs and those hornets, which we've... I'm only on episode three of the show, and I'm already tired of them. I was very tired of seeing them. Uh, Like, come on. We know they're going to bump them, and they're going to win. Like, those are the... Those enemies are the impediments of the video game. Mm -hmm. They are something you are trying to actively avoid or destroy as quickly as possible and move on with your life. Yes. And, like, they are speed bumps, roadblocks, and they do not belong in a television program. (laughs) Um... Uh, especially one that's going to do such ineffective action like this like when they fought them in the last episode it was boring yes when when the when the power rangers fight the putty patrol literally every episode Mm -hmm. it's interesting because they do some more martial arts and you see real humans doing cool kicks yeah and like in this episode they're just like spin dashes and they're bumped and they hit him with the hammer again and it's like "Eh, yeah i don't care well, they do. They spend all this energy uh, designing these robots and yeah. setting up these situations with bosses. Yeah, and then not following through on the fights actually happening with them. Right. And I, I'm not sure why that is. I'm sure there's a reason. Uh, like that, it might be more expensive or more difficult. Sure. Or there's not enough time to yeah. really like flesh out that kind of battle. I don't know. I mean, they really spend most of the time just standing still and looking at each other and talking. Like, yeah. The 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 animation budget for this whole show. M- is maybe not as high as we thought based on the first episode. Like they're not spending a lot of effort on that. It's a lot of slow shots and talking and, but even then for a show with this much commitment to having a constant stream of jokes where it really does try to have a joke, like every line and Mm -hmm. maybe like 60% of them hit. Yep. Uh, it like when the action sequences start, it's as if it just totally decides it's not going to do that anymore. Period. Yeah. True. It's like, now it's cool fighting time. It can't hold both Mm -hmm. of those in its hands at once yeah. and it ends up 
weakening because of that. Yeah, totally. Even if you focused all the way on the humor, like, I think there's an opportunity for it to work okay. Like you're saying, like, make the combat with the ballot bot about ballots. Yeah. Not about henchmen and, and, and lasers. Yeah. Make the climax of that episode a, like, uh, ballot-related situation or totally, something Totally, like totally. And why didn't Sticks? like, why was the solution for Sticks in the first half to just cast aside everything she'd learned yes. and return to her feral roots and then use a boomerang, like turn a spoon into a boomerang, a spoonerang. Um, <laughs> instead, like why not have her go, Oh, there's something useful that I learned. There's, there's a synthesis. Some, there's something here where I'm going to grow rather than we taught you all this stuff, but it turns out it was garbage and useless. Yeah. And we made you fight against your nature for no reason. Well, it- no. It, it seems like there's a little bit of a... There was a little bit of that. Like, they were almost there with the spoon. Yeah. Like, this, like, oh, she's, like, using a piece of this. Right. Uh, you know, like, a literal sense, but she was not figuratively at all. No, no, no. And, uh... And she didn't even make a joke about, like, oh, pardon me, and throw the spoon. Like, yeah. she didn't eat... There was no... Like, she just reverts to normal. Yes. And uh, it, every episode is about returning to this, like, stasis. At the expense of saying that... Amy's qualities are lesser. Yeah. It would yeah. be like there I think what they were trying to do is that, like everybody's got their thing. What they ended up doing was making all the stuff that Amy's good at look like it didn't matter at <sighs> all. Absolutely. And we've done that from from the very first episode of this show. Yeah. Uh, it's really frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> for, for like such an avid Amy Rose fan as I am, it yeah. is it is especially yeah, it sucks. And I don't I, I've never seen Amy before this. Mm-hmm. Um but I I <sighs> I like her and it's tough that it's it's tough to like her given what they've made her what they treated her like in this show. This happens a lot in fandom and I want to know like we need a word for a character that everybody likes despite everything that that character is made to do by its creators. Interesting. There's there's a couple of those I feel like in fiction where there's a character that people have found a lot of love for that is completely unjustified by the actual media uh-huh. and Amy Rose is kind of one of those where she's always put in a situation like this. Um yeah, but the but the fans have found what about it is worthwhile, even though the creators have never given that. Uh huh. Yeah. Why do we like Amy Rose when she's treated like garbage all the time? Maybe mm-hmm. we want to save her from the way that she's been treated. Yeah, I or don't maybe know. we see some. You you do see things in her. She does have these strengths, and if the story isn't treating her right, that doesn't mean she doesn't deserve to be treated right. Yeah, but it doesn't doesn't mean there aren't stories that could be told that give her that give her credit. And we're coming at like. Uh, the reason I wanted to do is, is let's fix Sonic Boom. <laughs> yeah, uh, is because like I'm starting to realize that you can't just try to take something as it is all the time. And yeah, I especially That's step one. Yeah, right? it's not a good idea to take something uh, at face value or to assume the best about it all the time. Often that is what leads to problems. Like Amy deciding to go work for Eggman anyway, mm-hmm. um, and. It's an interesting pitfall to have hit and to feel myself hitting sometimes when it comes to uh, fan properties I really like. Mm -hmm. Because it is easy, especially with Sonic, who I really like, for somebody to tell me, like, that's a bad game. And my response to be like, yeah, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, In a way that disregards their the truth of that yeah where it's like and I obviously we try very hard to find nuance and talk about it. uh, But it's okay for us to say, like, this is. This is ways where this would be better, and this could be better. Yeah. And that's why fan fiction is worthwhile and yeah. necessary. Absolutely. Um, what I I think it's, and I think that is a good lens for us to take, rather than um, the idea of, like, wasn't this just bad? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Uh, avoiding 
saying something is bad without providing an alternative. Yeah, and in a certain way, you and I both, we, we talk about stories and we, we create our own things. And, and w- one of the things you do is this like critique process yeah. of going, okay, well, um, this is fine in these, like, <laughs> I can even like this. Like, I like watching Sonic Boom mm-hmm. up to a point. Yeah. And I laugh. And I, I, I'm glad that we're doing it, right? I'm glad mm-hmm. that we're watching it and then we get to talk about it. But, like, yeah, it's about, it's probably more than 50% frustrating. <laughs> yeah. And, and so how do you, how do you fix it? Mm-hmm. And how do you train yourself to simultaneously enjoy something and then critique it in a way that's constructive without totally discarding the whole thing? And uh, if you're listening and yeah. you have an opinion about this, mm-hmm. whether you like Sonic Boom, don't like it, if you have something else you'd like to add to... Uh, how to change Sonic Boom or fix it up. Yeah. Uh, or if you've thought of something during this conversation, like feel free to pause this podcast right now and send us a tweet uh, because this is a topic I'm actually really interested to hear other yeah. people's opinions on. Something that we knew we would come up with uh, if we tried to embrace Sonic the Hedgehog as a whole yep. is uh, th- that it is possible for something to feel wrong. It's possible for an official thing to feel like it doesn't quite fit yeah. what it is. And I think for me, that's the most weird core of this is that this just this figure of Sonic that we've been given and this cast of characters doesn't feel like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, absolutely. The, this point you made last time about Sonic at, at, at root being an active entity, mm-hmm. rebelling against a system, fighting oppression, etc. Like all that stuff is part of the best Sonic stuff that I've seen. Yeah. And the, and the ways in which this deviates for better or for worse, because they're trying something new, because they want to do a different type of thing or whatever, like, it's it's fine to try, but yeah. it, it's super interesting to talk about mm-hmm. why that works or doesn't work. And it's okay also for there to be dip- different representations of a character or different versions of a thing, obviously, but st- striving for, like, what is the best version of this and what works is uh, super interesting to me. Yeah, and I really... Oh, 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 what's that? What's oh, that sound? It sounds like I interrupted myself. It sounds like you interrupted yourself, which usually means it's time for... What would Sonic do? What would Sonic do? What would Sonic do this week? <laughs> what would Sonic do? Uh, Nick, I'm going to start uh, everyone's favorite segment, your favorite segment, and my favorite segment, because it's, it's everyone's favorite segment Yeah, uh, with the same question I always ask. Mm-hmm. What do you think Sonic would do this week? This week has been a really big week for Sonic, and I think mm-hmm. Sonic would probably just take a moment for some self-care and some centering, do some breathing exercises. and uh, Nick, this joke doesn't work if you say something close to what oops. we would actually do as a what would Sonic oops, do. Oops, I'm, I'm so sorry. Okay, I'll try again. We're gonna do um, <laughs> this week, I think Sonic would probably, um, uh, let's see, probably pre-order tickets to the new Mummy movie? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 Nick. That's so fun, yeah. Nick, that's such a good guess. Yeah. Nick, that's a really good Sonic guess. Sonic loves action movies. This week, Sonic would make sure he wasn't reading fake news. <laughs> yeah. uh, NPR ran an article last December about uh, some tips and tricks that you can use to find out if you are reading fake news. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over a couple of those. Please do. And chat Please about do. them. Absolutely. The first one, uh, and this is on NPR.org, mm-hmm. is to pay attention to the domain and URL. Uh, NPR.org says that established news organizations usually own their domains and have yep. a standard look that you're probably familiar with. If you see something like .com.co, mm. you should maybe double check to make sure that you're not at a website that's uh, maybe a little bit shady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
abcnews.com, for example, is a legitimate news website, but abcnews.com.co is not, so you should pay attention. <laughs> wow. Good job, internet. <laughs> good job making it good. Yep. Uh, another one is to read the About Us section. Uh-huh. Most sites will have a lot of information about the news outlet, the company that runs it, members of leadership, uh, and just like Sonic, who anytime he's going to go take down a corrupt regime, make sure that he knows that that corrupt regime is a verifiable corrupt regime. <laughs> and all of the, the history, and uh, he knows everything about Eggman because Eggman's website has lots of okay. uh, really specific information on it i really uh, want to know what eggman's website looks like now <laughs> oh my god we need to make like a fun eggman we website. might think about doing that oh okay, gosh yeah. okay um another one is to look at the quotes in a story mm-hmm. or rather look at the lack of quotes something that's very important to sonic is whether or not the things that people say people said actually got said by the people that they said they said good point <laughs> and uh so check and see if you see lots of quotes uh then it is more likely to be real if you don't see a lot of quotes then it's more likely that somebody made it up while you were uh trying to get your attention yeah look at who said the quotes yeah uh so is it a reputable source uh is it someone you've heard of if it's someone you've heard of maybe do a quick google to make sure that that actually is something they've said and maybe there's another place where it's been mentioned um if it's a bunch of people like my neighbor bob then it's probably also not Mm -hmm. real Mm -hmm. Check the comments. Now, okay. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Often we would not recommend to check the comments. Right. Because you can come up against a lot of hate speech. You can come up against a lot of people who are intentionally uh, misrepresenting the material. Yeah. In this case, one thing the comments can do for you is it's likely that if some th- if you are stumbling across a fake news source, lots of other people already have. And there might be a big chunk of comments saying, hey, this isn't true and it's fake yeah (laughs) and in the event that you see a whole lot of those Mm -hmm. then it's likely that the article you're reading isn't true and it's fake yep and the last one is to uh try to do a reverse image search if you see an image uh on the page that's being used to like uh rile you up yep do a reverse image search on google and see the actual origin of that image because often it's uh just not what they say it is yeah yep um yep very often there there have been pictures of like protests in one location that are attributed to being in another or you know yeah that happens mm-hmm. a and weird amount of time while sonic and tails are surfing the web they always do their best to make sure it, that they are not uh surfing poisonous waters so exactly right very good <laughs> my favorite um phrase about this I, he- I heard this week was dave weiner uh uh who's a programmer said don't be trusting when you should be suspicious yeah is what he said like mm-hmm. if something sounds if something makes you real mad all of a sudden Especially if you're a conservative, it might not be true. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean, do it, you know, do do your due diligence and, and, and make sure that like if something pops up, don't immediately spread it all around mm-hmm. and, and get super mad about it. Let stuff like let stuff pass by you and go, hmm, that's interesting. That would be upsetting if it were true. <laughs> will I see it again? Or is, is there another source I can check for this? Like, well, there's a lot of stuff out there and a lot of people with vested interest in keeping you, uh, confused and angry and uh, uh misinformed especially right now but yep. always always you should take everything that you read and hear about and check it do a little bit of research it often does not take much time to verify whether or not something actually happened yeah sometimes it'll be frustrating because you'll find out something sort of happened but it was like you can't quite get the exact details on whether or not yeah. the implication is the same the best way to be tricky is if it feels like semantics if it's like well that wasn't exactly right but like 
oh yeah, I said Atlanta, but I meant Orlando, and those are both three-syllable cities in the <laughs> South. I mean, come on, anybody could have made that mistake. <laughs> and it's like, no, actually, most people wouldn't. Yeah, and, and what are you doing? Most like, professional journalists would not. Yeah, uh, but that has been this week's What Would Sonic Do? It's time for speed reading! Speed reading! Welcome back to Speed Reading. Speed Reading. We have been reading Sonic the Hedgehog, the novelization for um, for children and adults alike, published by Troll Associates in the mostly, early 1990s. Mostly children. He's blue, he's cool, and boy is he fast, and that has proven to be true. Um, we're at chapter three. Now, you may remember that um, Robotnik and Chuck were trapped behind a tractor. Uh, Robotnik had removed the steering parts to put in his robot, and then they had both been uh, trapped behind a tractor, and then Sonic... Used a golden ring, probably turned into supersonic, we're not really sure, and then uh, lifted them both up. He lifted the tractor up, threw it aside, and then picked them both up and carried them to the hospital. (laughs) I forgot that he took them to the hospital. He took them to the hospital. Um, Emergency uh, care. So this is how chapter three begins. Uncle Chuck and Robotnik were looked over at the hospital. They were sent home the very same day. Thanks to your bravery and speed, Sonic, we're fine. This looks like a textbook pinning against a tree. Next time, uh, <laughs> next time, kids, maybe put some steering parts in your tractor. <laughs> Don't forget uh, to, if you put the, the, the steer horns on the front of your tractor, that'll give you enough breathing room that you'll be able to escape. Um, <laughs> steer horns. Ste- <sighs> next time, maybe get you some truck nuts. <laughs> Thanks to your bravery and speed, Sonic, we're fine, said Uncle Chuck. Thanks to your stupid tractor, we got into this mess in the first place, said Robotnik. He stormed off to be alone. Back at the workshop, Sonic watched as Uncle Chuck created more magic power rings. Whoa. So they're specifically magic. Like, Chuck is a magic blacksmith. But they only work for Sonic. Weird. Chuck is like, here, you might need a hundred of these. Uh, That's very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to need about 50 of these per level, and uh, And don't ask me why. (laughs) Uh, Robotnik was out in the backyard. He was trying to build another robot. There was a knock on the workshop door. Come in, said Uncle Chuck. The door opened. Standing there was one of Robotnik's first robots. It looked like a giant tin can. It held old drain pipes for arms and legs. It had a toaster for a head. I'm back, creator. <laughs> one leg. I've returned. <laughs> what? Look, look into the eyes of that which you have made. Look upon me. You created me and then you cast me aside. Is, is Creator. This is, this this is Penny Dreadful. Verbatim from Penny Dreadful. Yeah. It's close. Very close. One leg was shorter than the other. Steam poured out from its ears as it spoke. Excuse me, Mr. Uncle Chuck, said the robot. May I speak with you? Of course, said Uncle Chuck. Come in. I like that he's respectful to I have read a lot of poetry lately, (laughs) and it is really making me think about my creation. (laughs) Uncle, Mr. Uncle Chuck, do I have a soul? (laughs) 
If if Mr. Robotnik knew I was here, he, he'd be very upset, sir, said the robot. Mr. Robotnik does not like to see the monsters he has wrought. <laughs> but I just had to tell you. Tell me what? Asked Uncle Chuck. Well, sir. I wish to die. <laughs> no, that's not what the robot says. Defrag me. Defrag me. I cannot find my MP3s. <laughs> There used to be a song in my heart until the disc corruption got too bad to find my MP3s. There was a song in my heart until I calculated that I do not have a heart. Where is my heart? And where is the song? <laughs> my heart will go on this part of my body. <laughs> Plug it in right here. The song sounded like, come shake our body, baby, do that, conga. <laughs> Insert it into the U.S. beat. <laughs> well, sir, began the robot, in order to make his robots, Mr. Robotnik has been taking parts from your machinery. I have to play a game called USB 2.0. <laughs> no! No! This is so good. Robotnik's USB? Ooh, that's very good. Oh, uh, that's so good. Dang it, I hate when I come up with a good idea. <clears throat> Dr. Robotnik. Dr. Robotnik's USB. That's a poetry game. <laughs> Dr. Robinick. <laughs> I've uh, been through a lot this week, and I appreciate you all um, coming. Uh, here, I'll get started uh, right away without uh, any further ado. <laughs> this poem is called I Was Feeling Hornet This Week. I was feeling hornet this week, and so I made another one, and another one. Look out, it's another one. It's your boy, Robotnik, here to drop another one. <laughs> I, like the, I like the idea that Robotnik would try to write a beat poem, but he just accidentally writes a rap, but he's not good. Okay. Wait, no, I want to try. Okay, you try one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, everyone. Uh, thanks for coming to this coffee shop with me. I'm now I'm just like Batmaning. That's good. Just do yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming to this coffee shop. With Robotnik. Me. <laughs> uh, if somebody could give me a beat. I hate Sonic. I really hate that hedgehog, though. I hate his blue spines. I hate his connected eyes. Woo! This, this is a one-man show, my dude. Sorry about that. Woo! I really hate Sonic. I hate his red shoes. And I hate you. Thanks, everybody. That one got me uh, first prize in the county fair. <laughs> Ah, that liberal arts background is really coming in, coming in handy tonight. <clears throat> That's my favorite thing we've ever done on this show. <laughs> and this has been Dr. Obitnik's Poetry Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. That was great. Uh, <clears throat> so the robot is talking to Uncle Chuck um, back in the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, the, the novel. <laughs> 
Well, sir, began the robot, in order to make his robot, Mr. Robotnik has been taking parts from your machinery. Look closely at my body. I'm made from the hood of your truck. I wondered where that went, said Uncle Chuck, scratching his head. And I wondered why I found you, you were so glossy and attractive. <laughs> I wondered why I admired the shape of your curves. <laughs> I love my truck. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Using the transitive property, you also love me. Me. <laughs> we are, it's super weird to talk in a robot voice. We get some weird stuff coming out. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> I get really kind of like honest and, and, uh, and I care uh, about robots introspective a lot. when I think mm -hmm. about talking like a robot. Um, most recently, sir, continued the robot, Mr. Robotnik took the spearing parts out of your tractor. He put them into his latest robot. I knew it, said Sonic. <laughs> no, My you Sonic didn't. voice is out of, uh, this is a mess right now. No, you didn't know that. So Robotnik was responsible for our accident, said Uncle Chuck. Now he was getting angry. And he blamed me? Uncle Chuck's, that's, that's the best way for figures of power to be is petty. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Chuck stormed from his workshop into the backyard. What do you want? said Robotnik. <laughs> Young man, said Uncle Chuck, you are grounded for taking my tractor steering parts and then lying to me. Go to your room and stay there. I burped. <laughs> <laughs> so did Uncle Chuck. So did Uncle Chuck. He was embarrassed, but he still, That was you in know. fiction. He, was, he had a tear <laughs> forming in his eye, and then he burped, and then he was just really embarrassed, and the tear just, like, sucked back up. <laughs> You ever get so embarrassed that your you just your digestion gets a little upset? You're trying to you're trying to fret at somebody. You're trying to give them a little chastisement. You just get a little burp out. <laughs> Apparently, so do I. Um, Robotnik grumbled. Then he picked. I can't believe you just burped at me. Then he picked up his tools and went to his room. Well, I wonder what Robotnik has learned from this situation and how he will respond to being grounded. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I, I I'm sure that he will handle it very well and he will mature and he'll realize that he needs to apologize to everyone involved. We'll find out next time on Speed Reading! Well, this was a good fun week, huh? This was a good fun week. Lots of crazy stuff happened in the real world, but here on Your Two Show, we're still having a good time. Day to day, day That's by right. day. Day by day, by day. take it day by day. <laughs> uh, the only thing left for us to do is take it day by day. And hey, you know what? If you're getting discouraged, just remember, Sonic keeps going. Sonic keeps going, Sonic keeps running, and all you can do is move as... F well, <laughs> typically typically Sonic is known for heading toward the right. In this case, let's just throw a little mirror on mm. that, 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 traditional, <laughs> that traditional Sonic structure nice. and uh, get to the goal, which is as far left as, as you can make it. As far left as you can take it. Hey, this has been <laughs> uh, a politics-free episode of <laughs> Your Two Show. I'm Nick. And I'm Caleb. And, and we need to thank people. Yeah, we've got some people to thank. Uh, thanks to Bulby. Thanks to Dave Duncan and Goodnight Productions. Heck yeah. You guys are the best. The songs are great. Oh, you know what? I'm going to pull up Twitter and talk about some people that have been talking Let's about us on Let's talk about Twitter. Uh, oh, my goodness. First okay. of all, uh, Juliana Chen this week. Yes, Juliana. Juliana did amazing fan art. Oh, it's Sonic so cute. And Knuckles? Sonic Knuckles and the Tope Sonic and Rabbit Bat. And the Tope Sonic Rabbit Bat. My dream. <laughs> my dream came true this week as I saw. Oh, I saw the frights and the screams. <laughs> if you're not already following us <sighs> at Your Two Show on Twitter, you should. If you tweeted us, we'll talk about you on the show. For example, uh, Ryan Emmett Simmons, your brother, <laughs> hey, it's my retweeted bro. us today. Yep. Um, I never call him my bro. I always say brother. <laughs> I said bro just then, but I never do that. 
Well, we'll make sure he knows. I think because I watched Gorin Lagan and I, he's going to call me bro. And I'm like, no. I can confirm that. He never calls you bro, Ryan. Thank you. Um, at Bindle Jerry confirmed that. Hey, uh, Jerry. Show is very good. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You're cool. I like your tweets. <laughs> at Josh Mac Mystery is another example. Josh Mac uh, Mystery. Uh, at Manual Automaton, which might have been a robot. Yeah. No, no, no. That's 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 a. a um, I don't know what your actual name is. Manual, maybe? Uh, you'll change your name on Twitter a lot, but he's a cool dude. Yeah, uh, we got uh, we got some him. likes uh, from that end. So uh, thank you. Oh, and a long term fan at Cheerful State, who also has uh, is half of a podcast of his own called Swap Culture. Heck yeah, um, that you should check out as well. Wow, good fans. We have great fans. <laughs> I love our fans. We've got such a good crew. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And uh, as always, let us know uh, if you need any dating advice. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> did Juliana also do <gasps> Juliana also did am I saying Juliana is it Ju- Juliana well, Juliana I'm sorry um, <laughs> Juliana uh, did a poll of her own about who would you date but oh really was, but, or who should date it was the ship but oh. it was just between Eggman and Dr. Wiley oh I'm so excited to see and what comes that's out of so that. funny and then I wondered like Eggman is like the name of Dr. Wiley's robots mm-hmm. like Gutsman Cutman Eggman uh, uh, like, is my fan fiction that Dr. Eggman is one of Wily's creations who he sends to colonize another land? That's awesome. That, and that would explain why he looks kind of like a human. He looks like a robot human. Mm-hmm. Well, there has been a crossover comic, and I think we're going to do an episode about <gasps> it sometime, so we'll find Please. out. Um, oh, blue guy, where art thou? <laughs> <laughs> oh, beluga, where art thou? That's that's the whale one. Baby That's beluga. the one where the whales do the odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the Odyssey. The Odyssey. Ocean. Ooh, I love it. Um, we're getting silly, so we're going to wrap this up. Time to wrap it up. Thanks, uh, everybody. I'm Caleb Zane Hewitt. And I'm Nick Splendor. And, and you're two shows.